golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. I love to play. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love to play. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B. Hey, drive safe. Booyah. Drive safe tonight. It's a little slow on I-4, a little slow and go, slow play on I-4 today. And hot, Rich B. You know, uh, I turned it, turned you loose last week, took a little vacation, went up to uh, upstate New York, where it was absolutely beautiful. Are you going to tell me about the great golf courses that you got to play up there? I did get to play my home course, Oak Hill. Beautiful condition. Wait, Pla- wait. That was it. where the, uh, the site where of the, the PGA, PGA championship. championship was last year. Nice. And um, played it in a three-club win, Rich B. <laughs> if, that, <laughs> if that course isn't tough enough. That's dedication right oh there. Oh, my God. Um, one of the guys in our group, uh, number 15, is a par three with a, a, built of a bit of a tilted small green that runs uh, back to front at about 30 degrees. You have a hard enough time keeping that ball on the green when there's no breeze. He had about a 30-footer that I saw actually make a left-hand 90-degree turn and almost blew into the water hazard because the wind was blowing so hard. I've never seen anything like that before. But wonderful weather up there. I got to play uh, some some great golf and uh Bent let, grass. Let you just kind of hang out. Bent grass and the sugar, you know, sugar sand up yeah, there. Nice putting on bent grass greens. That's kind of fun. Isn't it? Yeah, it took Ball. me a little. Yeah, it took, took took me a few strokes to get used <laughs> to it on the front nine, and uh, then 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 we got it together. But uh, it was absolutely fantastic. Also played around Quake Country Club, which is a course that backs up to Oak Hill, and is. Um, just a terrific golf course as well. Doesn't get quite the recognition, but um, there's been a nationwide event there. And in August, the LPGA will be playing at Monroe Country Club. Uh, it's moved longtime venue at Locust Hill Country Club, moving there, and then unfortunately going to Westchester uh, as uh, it's their their major championship, and and they've made a switch to. Um, to the New York City area. But um, Rochester, a big, big golf town, and uh, it was really fun to go up there and hang out with some of my homies for a few days. So my game is on, Rich B. Wait, wait, wait. I'm thinking Genesee cream ale and uh, some kind of uh, brat thing going on. No, and Zweigel's red and white hots (laughs) for all uh, you Rochesterians who are listening. Yes, I got my share of Jenny cream and some uh, Zweigel's. Red and white hot, so wow. it was. A, it doesn't get any better than that for Fourth of July. Yeah, you look like you. you put on a couple of pounds. Oh, there. thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks so much. <laughs> so, what have you been up to? Uh golfed uh, two days over at uh, Orange Tree. Little had tourney the, going uh, on. The North Florida PGA Stableford, you know, where you get points for pars 
Two for par, four for birdie, and uh, six for an eagle or something like that. You have to take your shoes off to do these calculations. Oh, you know, and it wasn't like I was making any eagles, but I did grind it out for two days at Orange Tree, and you know that's uh And you picked up a check. I did. Last that's all good. Money. But that's uh, all right. That hey, means listen. we're going out to dinner later. Yay. <laughs> I don't know. If I, I think I, I uh, had that last night. Bar tab was uh, yeah that much money. Anyway, it was Tyler Hitchcock. This guy's unbelievable. He, Shot at 62, he made 10 birdies. Woo! Really? Uh, that's pretty good. The guy's real good. And, you know, it's always a good time at uh, Orange Tree. Had a great time. Dave Damesworth is the head professional over there. Put on a real good show. And, uh, you know, it's always nice to get together with the boys and uh, throw in your money and see what happens. Speaking of shooting birdies, uh, how about George McNeil firing a final round 90, sorry, 9 under for 61 at the Green Bar on Sunday. Um, pretty pretty amazing, especially uh, given the fact that he had found out just prior to the round that his older sister, Michelle, had lost her two-year battle with breast cancer at the age of 46. Pretty amazing um, that he was able to go out there, not only play golf Sunday, but shoot one of the rounds of his life, which uh, will Send him on to the Open Championship next week. So, And big win for Angel Cabrera. 64-64. Looking good. Uh, Saturday and Sunday. You know, you shoot 64-64, and this guy comes out of the back of the field. George McNeil shoots 61. Man, he passed some people. Now, uh, you know, if you're in an event and you go low like that, you're just uh, ringing up the dollar signs as you're making those putts. Coming down the stretch. Jordan Spieth, defending champ at the John Deere Classic. All eyes on Jordan, who uh, is just just continues to impress everyone, I think, um, the rookie of the year. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, he could repeat and find the magic that kicked off his amazing year last year and has continued into this year. And the LPGA headed well, not headed. They're playing their British Open, so um, that's always fun. I think that's the third major for the LPGA. I can't wait. I so can't wait. I, I know you're going to be glued to the tube watching that. Oh, the British Open. It comes on early in the morning over here. <laughs> you gotta love it. And I'll tell you, it's going to be fun. Be fun to watch Stacey Lewis and certainly Michelle Wee play uh, over there, and the U.S. Senior Open being played in Oklahoma. Kenny Perry, the defending champ. So we've got a lot of golf to talk about tonight and uh, so much happening. Also, the Scottish Open where Phil Mickelson is defending. So uh, all eyes across the pond as well as here in the States. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. Oh, struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Rich B. And uh, take it easy out there. We know the fairways are a little slick right now. 
Anything you yeah, got little, there, Rich uh, B? Slow and go on the uh, fairways of I-4 tonight. So uh, relax, hang out. We're going to talk to uh, some of our good golf guys on uh, the Golf Insiders tonight. Golfinsiders.com. Check us out. We're uh, on Facebook as well. Absolutely. Tweet us and check out our website, thegolfinsiders.com. Well, a lot is happening globally in golf this week and weekend, Rich B. So um, we have one of our favorite golf insiders. He's been so busy, been trying to track him down a little bit. You know, they've got one of the biggest publications now in golf from globalgolfpost.com, the main man, the big dog, Brian Hewitt. Hey. Holly, how you doing? That was, uh, I've heard eulogies that were, weren't as good as that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love Global Golf Post, as you know. We've uh, had Steve Eubanks on quite a bit. He's been doing a great job filling us in yeah. on all things going on the tour. But uh, obviously a lot of focus on uh, Europe, the Scottish Open, which, of course, Phil is defending uh, this week, and then the Open Championship uh, the following week. So uh, a lot going on over there as well as the John Deere. And then, of course, we have the LPGA playing the British Open. So uh, give us a little uh, roundup here of uh, what you see going on. Well, you you gave gave the roundup a good start there, uh, Holly. This is – we are right in the middle of the heart of the competitive season around the world right now. And this may be the busiest week Um and the reason I say that is next week, for example, we know it's going to be the Open Championship or, or the, some people like to call it the British Open. And typically, uh, on a men's major week, most of the other tours shut down so, so that the focus is on that men's major. This week, you've got two majors. You've got the U.S. Senior Open in Oklahoma. You've got the uh, RICO British Women's Open or Women's Open Championship at uh, at Burkdale, which is a great golf course, by the way. You've got, as you mentioned, the Scottish Open, where Rory uh, and Phil, among others, are, are participating. And, by the way, the last three winners of the British Open uh, were, uh, were guys who played well at the Scottish Open the week before. So that's sort of a, a, a trend that's, that's catching on. And you've got the John Deere, which is the last uh, PGA Tour event uh, prior to the Open Championship. And... Uh, um, got a, a, a Spieth uh, defending there, uh, um, and uh, and that will be the tournament that most people in America will actually be watching on TV. A greater number of people. So, so there's there's just a lot going on, and then there's then there's obviously the lead up to the Open Championship. I mean, you're already getting a lot of uh, pre-tournament uh, chatter uh, uh, about the Open Championship at at Hoylake, and and I. Uh, uh, the last thing I'll say before your next question is I'm very curious about how Hoylake is going to play. If you remember when Tiger won there um, uh, back earlier in this century, uh, it was a very dried-out golf course. Um, he, he hit one driver over 72 holes, and Jim Furyk had a great quote. He said it was so dry there uh, that we were playing on powder on Sunday. And you remember watching guys hit shots out of the fairway on Sunday, and there were these puffs of, of smoke and divot would, would come up. Uh, from what I understand, it's much more lush this year. Uh, they're dependent on the weather, and they've had a lot of rain at Hoylake. And if that's the case, that's there's one guy I know, and that's Tiger Woods, who, who, who that is not going to uh, 
that's not going to be his ideal situation. No, certainly not. So let's let's talk first about uh, Phil. It's been uh, not the best year so far for Phil, uh, including you know didn't start off his his West Coast swing the way he normally likes to, getting a, a win out there in uh, in the Arizona area. Uh, the U.S. Open, uh, very concerning to see Phil tweaking around his putting right up to almost tee-off time on on Thursday at uh, Pinehurst. What are your thoughts on Phil and, you know, what uh, what his chances are? Well, Phil actually, if you, if you examine it closely, is more of a puzzle, more of an enigma than Tiger is this year. Uh, uh, Phil had some minor back problems early in the year, but uh, – Basically, he's been able to play, uh, hasn't had a top 10, has struggled with his putting, has struggled with his short game, his wedges from, from 125 to 150. He's way down in that, in that area. And, and uh, uh, so it, it's, it's, it's a little tough to figure why he's not playing well. He's also out of the top 10 on the American Ryder Cup point standings, which is going to become a, uh, more of a, 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 a conversation piece as we get closer to the Ryder Cup. Tiger, on the other hand, had back surgery, serious back surgery, and, 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 was, and was hurting before he had the surgery. So uh, how he will perform is a question mark, but why he wasn't performing up until now is not. Uh, Phil's, Phil's, the, uh, Phil's the question mark. I mean, what do you guys think? Phil, you know, it's tough to gauge. Uh, you know, Phil always has that look in his eye. You, know, you just don't know where his head is. Sometimes yeah. he's doing really good. Sometimes he's not doing so good. You can't really tell by the look in his eye. You know, I, 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 you know, it's it's been a tough year for him. It, it, he's fun to watch. You know, he can get it going, but you know, now for four days, I think he's you know, it's getting a little tougher for him to put four days together. Four days at age forty-four. Uh, you know, Rich, and and I think that's I think that's it. You just and and to your point. In, in, in Phil's favor and in Phil's defense, he has always been a guy who could come off of bad form and, and almost a switch would just be flipped and he could, and he could, at, at any given moment, he can find it one way or another and go, which is what he did last year at the Scottish Open before he won the, before he won the Open Championship. So, so you never say never with Phil, but again, his year to me has been a, has been a head scratcher. Who do you think has the best game for Hoy Lake, Brian? Since uh, you know it fairly well, I mean, who do you who would you who would be your top three targets for uh, next well, week? Yeah, it, it's a it's a good question. The odds makers are having a tough time figuring it out right now. Uh, Rory, I believe, is the betting favorite. I've got a dark horse, um, a guy who has uh, 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 his game has started uh, having a renaissance. He's he's uh, and it's been been coming to a boil uh he's played well in in open championships before um especially in 2010 when, when rory won um at at uh at st andrews and i'm talking about paul casey um paul, like casey. paul casey how about that uh, paul, paul casey take a look at his record in the states in the last eight or nine weeks and it's a and it's a straight upward chart uh he's rested he's healthy again he's got his confidence back and he has a history of playing well in open championships. He can play his golf ball. He can hit it long when he has to. Um, he's not a favorite, but but uh, you know, as as you guys know, you can if you're over there, you can you can go into the bet shops and you can bet legally 
on the British Open. You can drop a few uh, euros, if you will, uh, uh, or, or pounds, uh, or whatever currency they're taking. I, I, uh, I, I don't know what the odds are on Casey. I, I saw the list that had everybody who was 30 to 1 or better, and he's outside of that list. And uh, I don't want to tell the listeners to go spend their hard-earned money uh, on somebody and then have them blame it on me. But if I was over there and I wasn't a reporter, and, uh, and uh, that's not an ethical thing for us to do, if I was just a fan over there, I would be, I would be laying some money on Paul Casey. He's probably about 50 to 1, and that would be those are some really good odds. I just figured that's where you got your nickname, Shorty, when you you know used to place your bets over there. <laughs> yeah, that sounds sounds like a gambler's name, doesn't it, Holly? <laughs> um, all right, out of the you know maybe the hotter uh, Europeans, um, you know I, I would have to say Martin Keimer would be someone that we should be paying attention to and maybe betting some money on. Martin Keimer, uh, absolutely. Uh, anybody on form. I mean, Graham McDowell won in Paris last week. He's played well in Open Championships. He's a fighter. Uh, he, he never quits under bad conditions. And, and we're hearing also that they're going to have some rain, some significant rain uh, there next week at Hoylake. Uh, you can't not like him. But, but boy, uh, you know, you mentioned Keimer. And, and uh, the way he dissected Pinehurst, uh, from from beginning to end, the way he outfought and outplayed everybody else in the field um, was clinical, uh, and it almost made you forget that this is the same guy who won a Players Championship uh, earlier this year. So Martin Keimer, right now, uh, if the, if if you had to vote for Player of the Year worldwide, it wouldn't even be close. Martin Keimer would be the guy. So so certainly he's he's got to be up there. I I think uh, you know Rory will show up and. Uh, and, and play well. I, I just have a feeling that he's going in the right direction. Um, I haven't a clue uh, what Tiger's going to show. Uh, I, I was listening to John Feinstein on the Golf Channel earlier today, and he said Tiger's either going to win or miss the cut. And uh, I think I think he may not be far off on that one. We're talking to Brian Hewitt from Global Golf Post. Rich B? All right. Here's my dark horse, Brian. And it just so happens yeah. his uh, favorite soccer team is on the air. Angel Cabrera's kind of get back into form. He's uh, shot 64-64 this weekend at uh, uh, the uh, the old course at uh, White Sulphur Springs. I like that pick a lot. Angel, uh, Angel, yeah. Well, you know, Rich, as you know, the thing about Angel uh, is when when he's not the, he's not the straightest or necessarily the longest driver of the golf ball, uh, 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 but when he gets his driver going, when he feels good about his driver, it's basically time for everybody else to get out of the way. He, he can really pound that thing, and he can, he can make it go left to right. He can make it go right to left. He can make it go high. He can make it go low. I still remember, whenever I think of him, I don't think of the Masters that he won when he got a lucky break, actually, uh, on the 18th hole and his ball hit a tree and bounced back into the fairway, if you, if you remember. But the 2007 U.S. Open uh, at uh, at Oakmont, which I do believe is the hardest golf course that those guys play Agree. Uh, in, the, in the world, it's just a brute. He, he got to the 72nd hole, that 18th hole, which was giving everybody fits that day, and he piped it. 372 yards right down the middle, just just pounded it down there, and uh, and won the golf tournament. I mean, he can if he has confidence in, in the big stick, um, he's he, he'll be there. 
Uh, and he also knows how to travel worldwide. He knows how to deal with time changes and jet lag. And he's he really uh, 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 and and he really he doesn't really get bothered by other things. He's kind of in his own world out there. Uh, and uh, no, I like him a lot. I, I I the only thing I would disagree with you there, Rich, uh, is I'm I I wouldn't consider him a dark horse. I I'd put him in my in my top five or six guys. Yeah, and, and their and their soccer team right now needs some help. It's zero zero, and uh, we're in the overtime. So if anybody's interested, yeah, it's game on there. Netherlands and uh, Argentina are playing. Brian, we just have a couple of minutes. Um, you mentioned the U.S. Senior Open, which is taking place in Oklahoma. Um, possible history making there for Lauren Roberts, four of the five champion tour major titles in his resume. And of course, uh, a lot of great golfers, uh, Bernhard Langer, who's been playing so well, uh, that will be teeing it up. Uh, Jeff Sluman from my hometown of Rochester playing very well the last uh, few weeks. So, uh, what do you, what do you see happening in the senior? Well, I'll give you two names there. A guy who played very well on the regular tour last week uh, is Joe Durant, and he drives it straighter than you can point. Uh, so you, you, you have to like him. He's on form. And the most interesting player in the field, I think, is a guy who is, is just turned 50 and, and will be playing on, the, on his home golf course. And I'm talking about Scott Verplank. Uh, he's, he's one of the Oak Tree gang down there uh, with Bob Tway and Gil Morgan and some of those other guys that – so he knows that golf course inside out and knows how to handle the heat. So keep an eye on Verplank, a wonderful putter when he gets the flat stick going. Yeah, and a terrific player who's um, you know had to fight uh, health issues off and on yes. through his yes. career. So um, you know this could be the second coming for Scott Verplank for sure. And mm-hmm. and Big finally, finally, Brian, uh, how about your thoughts on? The LPGA Tour and all these great wins by the Americans this year and um, this uh, budding rivalry between Stacey Lewis and Michelle Wee. Well, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's very good for I mean that's sort of a slam dunk. The LPGA has been looking for something like that, and that's the rivalry they have right now. But I also think that uh, that there's going to be a rivalry at some point between uh, between Michelle Wee and Lexi Thompson. They already dueled at the Kraft Nabisco earlier this year, so that's another potential rival rivalry that people will be interested in. And I think on a larger scale, in a bigger picture, um, because of this resurgence of the of the Americans led by Wee and Lewis and Thompson, you've got a, a stronger a stronger rivalry now in women's golf between the Korean women and the American women. Um, the American women were, had gone into hiding for about a decade. Uh, maybe longer, and and the Koreans had really taken over. And and believe me, uh, the Korean women have not gone away. But right now, it's a little more level playing field, and I think that's good for women's golf. It's it it sparks interest in 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 uh, in, the, in the Pacific Rim in Asia, where where there are a lot of sponsors that are important to the LPGA, and it brings some interest back to the LPGA from from some of the. Uh, uh, potential American title sponsors who may have been turned off by the fact that no American women were winning in the last 10 or 15 years. So so the bottom line in, in five words or less is it's all good for the LPGA right now. Absolutely. And uh, all that is good globally in the game of golf, you can find it at globalgolfpost.com. Brian, tell our listeners how they can get your great publication and 
all these other things you got going, blogs and, uh, you know, your your e-newsletters, fill them in. Well, uh, the first thing is very, very easy to subscribe. You just go to Global Golf Post. That's all one word, globalgolfpost.com, and subscribe. It's free subscription. We, we make our money uh, uh, thanks to our advertisers, and uh, um, we come out weekly, uh, our regular edition. We also have a, a uh, kind of not crazy about the word blog, um, uh, that that's sort of an insult to good writing uh, sometimes if you use the word blog. But we do have something that's similar to a blog called Global Golf Post Now, and that's uh, there's something new in there every day. And uh, similarly, if you go to globalgolfpost.com, you can find out how to get into uh, Global Golf Post Now. So uh, something fresh every day. Uh, you don't have to wait uh, for, our, for our weekly edition. If something's happened today, you can find a, a fresh post on Global Golf Post now. And golf all around the globe. That's what uh, I appreciate so much. And you have some of our best longtime award-winning writers that are on your uh, on your team. So uh, you get to read some great content. As always, yep. Brian, we appreciate you spending some time with us, and uh, we hope to talk to you again real soon. Brian Hewitt, GlobalGolfPost.com. You're Thanks, listening Charlie. to the Golf Thanks, Insiders. Thanks so much. 740 The Game. Stay with us. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel coming up next. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. It could just make We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G along with Rich B. And uh, we're going to go to one of our favorites, the man. He's there at the John Deere Classic in the heartland of the USA. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Hey, Holly. Actually, I'm sorry to correct you, but I'm not in the heartland of the USA uh, at the John Deere. I'm, I'm heading out tomorrow to go to the Open Championship. Oh, so, I just can't keep up with your schedule, dude. Yeah. Well, it is so tough. Usually one on, one off, one on, one off, usually. But, I know. Uh, you got to get to the playoffs. I'll, I'll be on the road a lot. But heading to the Open Championship tomorrow, it's going to be an interesting Open Championship. Uh, yeah. So, we've, been talking cool. a, we've been talking a ton about it. But let's let's first talk about the John Deere because um, mm-hmm. this was the, you know, kind of the – the breakthrough tournament, his first win last year, Jordan Spieth, and we've been talking about him ever since. Um, what do you think about him coming back? Do you think he can defend and repeat? Uh, and well, also also your yeah. thoughts on him going into the Open Championship? Well, um, as far as this week goes, I, I think he'll be incredibly focused. I actually, on my, uh, I was in uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa this week. Uh, Zach Johnson's foundation hosts a a big gala and golf tournament. He was kind enough to ask me to come and host it for him. Um, and I spent some time with Jordan and who, who came to support Zach and, and uh, he's very excited. I mean, it's a big month for, for Jordan. A first and foremost, he, he's defending on the PGA tour for the very first time. And as I've said many times, often on your show, I've, I've stopped doubting 20 year old Jordan Spieth because um, his maturity, his moxie, um, is just, uh, I think, in my opinion, unmatched on the PGA Tour. Um, so I, I'm interested to see how he's going to handle this week. 
because the spotlight is going to be on him as the highest-ranked play, player in the field. Um, but I think he'll handle it beautifully. Um, secondly, he's going over to the British Open, as we mentioned. Uh, he went to his first last year uh, at Muirfield. Didn't play great, but uh, yeah, he didn't play terrible either. So I think he's got a better grasp of what it um, what what links golf and the Open Championship demands. And, and thirdly, this is why it's a big month for Jordan because on the 23rd he turns 21, and uh, he's going to have a big party and celebrate as, as most 21 year olds do. And so he's looking forward to that. Not only that, but he's got his very own bobblehead now. That's that's big time. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, you know, a lot a lot of players have them. So he's. Yeah, I guess that's the endorsement that that you made it. It's <laughs> <laughs> Todd Lewis bobblehead. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that's not. That is not happening. Well, um, it, you know, a lot of things happened this past week. Um, Graham McDowell winning over uh, in Paris, and uh, Angel Cabrera winning. Uh, you know, we we have some uh, great players now that seem to be uh, getting on fire. Uh, just before the Open. So you, your thoughts in terms of, you know, who are the favorites on perhaps the international side and the the favorites on the U.S. side? Well, internationally, um, the betting favorites right now, Roy McIlroy is the betting favorite um, to win the Open Championship. And I don't know if that's generally a good bet. And uh, first off, I would not be surprised if Roy wins. Let me just say that. Um, but he has such a high ball flight. And if there is a lot of wind um, at Hoylake, which I'm sure there will be, then, you know, controlling his trajectory, it'll be unnatural for him to, to keep it low. Now, he did put a brand-new two-iron in his bag this week uh, for the Scottish Open, and I'm sure he's going to get a lot of experience hitting that and playing uh, in the Scottish Open. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if we're so good. I'll tell you a couple guys I'm looking at internationally. Henrik Stenson was the runner-up at the Open Championship last year. He's, he won the FedEx Cup. He won the Race to Dubai on the European Tour. He is starting to regain some of that form, and right about now is when Henrik starts to heat up. And so I like him a lot right now. Um, that's number one for me. Number 1A is Sergio Garcia. Um, I think his game is, is shaping into form. Um, I, I really do think that if there is – his first major is going to be an Open Championship, and why not this year? It's not a very big ballpark, um, and, and he's playing so beautifully, and he feels good off the course. So internationally, I like those two guys. Um, how about a guy who has just been on fire and recently um, moved to 10th in the Ryder Cup standings, Brendan Todd. This guy's had, what, seven uh, top 10 finishes of late? Yep, and he's still not right now. He's out in the you know, top nine, automatically qualify on the U.S. side for the PGA, and I think Brendan is 10th. Um, so right now he definitely does let's just say he doesn't have a position locked up at all, nor does Patrick Reed, who played so well. He's hanging on to that final spot or two to try to make that team automatically. But Brendan Todd is, first off, he's a great putter, one of the best putters, best young putters, I should say, on the PGA Tour. So um, you can't count any great putter out at a major championship. But you're right, he's played so beautifully. He picked up his first win at Byron Nelson this year, and since then he has just, you know, been so consistent um but this is going to be his first open championship his first major championship was the u.s open at pinehurst and i'm going off my the top of my head here but i think he finished top 10 there so you know he 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 gained a lot of confidence there 
for a couple of reasons. One, his first major championship, as I said, he says, oh, you know what, I can compete with the best in the world. Secondly, that golf course at Pinehurst number two was kind of an inland link style golf course. And so I think he, you know, he gained more confidence knowing that he can play a link style golf course as he goes to the Open Championship. Speaking of a guy who played well there um, that I like to keep my eyes on, and I know uh, you do too, Eric Compton. Be a be a great story to see him break through. And don't be surprised if he plays well there. Um, Runner-up at the U.S. Open, Eric is having probably his, well, unarguably his best year on the PGA Tour right now. And he's got patience. He's got perspective. Um, He's not going to be overwhelmed by the moment again, especially after finishing runner-up at the U.S. Open. And, Todd, how about, let's uh, change gears real quick before we let you go, the LPGA playing the British Open. Um, we've got, of course, as we were talking about earlier, Michelle Wee, um, you know, just breaking out here after the U.S. Open and such a great uh, stable of U.S. players now that uh, I think everybody is charged up about the women's golf uh, tour now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think if I read an article recently that the average world ranking victor on the PGA Tour is just over 12. So think about that. You know, you, uh, uh, and the average players in the official world golf ranking or the Rolex world ranking women is at least 12 in the world. So that's good. So popular names are winning. That tour is having a phenomenal year. Uh, as for the women's British, I think you're going to you're going to need a tactician around uh, the golf courses they're going to be playing. Um, you know, I would not be surprised if young Lydia Ko plays well. I, w- I just I don't know. I think she's about ready to, to to break out, and I think this might be the one to do it. I, I agree with you. And, um, of course, uh, we, it already feels like Lydia's been out there for five years, and, you know, she's just 17. Really extraordinary right. how young these uh, LPGA players are, are, uh, are playing. So we appreciate it, Todd, right. and hey, have a great yeah. time across the pond. Holly, let me just make sure I understand this. this is, I'm not going to be able to talk to you next week. And we didn't mention Tiger or Phil. Holy cow, this is a brand-new record. Oh, my God. You're absolutely right. <laughs> oh. that, that's okay. All that's right, buddy. Good. Thanks so much. Have a safe trip. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so lean and mean. I got good eyesight, I'll be all right. I get my dentures shining bright. I got a deaf right ear. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Rich B, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk. And, um, Rich, all eyes are on Jordan Spieth this week, this weekend, at the uh, John Deere Classic. Can he repeat? Back-to-back years. And, you know, this guy has just proven to be the real deal, going to celebrate his uh, 21st birthday, I believe, in uh, the next week. Was Rookie of the Year last year, and um, his, uh, he's continued to uh, just put up the numbers week after week. Um, can't keep counting the top tens he's had. You know, and, and it's all about victories as well. It is, and even more so about his putting. Listen to some of these stats. 
He's tied for second overall on the tour in putting average with a 1.720. He ranks fourth overall in putts per round with an average of 27.99 for 72 rounds and is fourth in overall putting average with a 1.555. And you know what? There's a secret to that putting, and we're going to talk about it right now because this is one of the hottest companies in Golf Rich B, and it's Super Stroke Putting Grips. Jordan Spieth plays with one. He endorses the product. And we're going to talk to the marketing director about the rise of this incredible company. John Luna, the marketing director, on the line. Hey, John. Hey, Holly. Hi, Rich. How are you guys doing today? Good. Doing great. Uh, you can, I'm excited to talk about this with you guys. Hey, you can you cannot watch a tour event across any of the tours and not see somebody in each group, maybe two or three of the guys, with a super stroke putting grip on their putter. Hey, let's describe that a little bit uh, so our listeners can have an idea of what uh, you know uh, what they're using. Well, the, the typical super stroke uh, putter grip is a non-taper design with a round back. The specific model that Jordan uses is a little bit more of a feel of a, a traditional pistol grip. It's more of a pentagonal shape with a wider flat front. But again, our our, our grips are all made non-tapering, uh, being parallel straight down from the butt down, uh, allows you to have equal grip pressure in both hands. So it's very very unique in the marketplace. You know, and this is the club that you pull out of your bag 18 times. You're going to use it. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> better make it right. Better make it work. Yeah, and you better be a good putter if you're going to be uh, headed for the tour at all or any, you know, if you have any designs on being a great player. You have definitely, first things first, you better be a good putter. Yeah, you know, and, and, it, and it's proven every time, you know, as you said, it's the one club you're going to use on every hole regardless of the length. Uh, so if you're, if you're going to be using, you better make it effective. You're not going to be uh, winning the tournaments anytime soon. Well, this this the putting grip has been a, a home run for retailers, John, because obviously it spurred people to come into shops and get their uh, you know get their equipment upgraded, particularly their their putting. But this started out uh, back with KJ Choi around uh, 2007 or eight, wasn't it? When uh, the yeah, the correct. Superstroke got noticed. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, around I think it was around 2007, KJ Choi was the first known to actually, he, he ordered it off an infomercial, and as the story tells, that he was a little bit uh, nervous to bring it on a tour because it was so different than what was traditionally out there. Big, big, black, power. and kind of ugly, wasn't it? Big, black, heavy, uh, labor-intensive application. <laughs> Instead of the traditional two-sided tape and, and, and towel events, you had to use a, an Allen wrench and screw it on and, and actually tighten it down your putter shaft at that time. Yeah, you know, the USGA will always have a question if there's a screw and a hexagon uh, bolt involved. They, uh, well, they they really are screwed. Well, they scrutinize everything anyway. Yeah, they try to keep it very traditional, kind of keep it within themselves. But what was funny that you mentioned that the first model that we had out there only had two screws on each side, and it had a, a tendency to come loose every once in a while. So we did fix that immediately. But, uh, you know, it's whenever you have a moving part, it makes it kind of sketchy to make sure it's going to be 100% up. You know, effective. So right. how did the relationship uh, develop with, with Jordan? Obviously, the timing Jordan, was very great there. <laughs> Jordan was a unique case, and, and it's great because he was always out on tours, especially through his hometown in Texas uh, on the PGA Tour events. But he was a standout amateur, and it just so happens that our tour up, Arnie Cunningham, is a very good relationship with all the guys on tour. And, uh, you know, Jordan went up to Arnie at one point and was digging through our, our bag that we travel with and found a prototype grip. Uh, begged Arnie basically to put it right on, but at that time it wasn't 100% approved to the USGA. It was going through testing still. But he was the first known to find and put on a putter with that 
with that grip. And, and I mean, he's had, the, as you guys can see, I think he's changed once since he's had it to the exact same model. But he he's been the greatest endorsement for that for that grip for you know since the day he's put on the putter. Obviously, as you read off his stats, he's a fantastic putter and uh, he's a very stand-up guy for our company. And we're you know just lucky enough to have him on board. Hey, this this putter design putter grip design is designed to help you putt. You know, not using your hands or your you know wrist breaking down is is that what the design is all about? Correct. What it's supposed to do is by being a little bit larger than traditional, but also being uh, parallel down, it's supposed to make it not only equal grip pressure in both hands, but it's supposed to take a lot of the unnecessary you know tension in the hands and wrists and forearms. Basically, what happens that a lot of players is at impact they tend to break down and either squeeze a little bit tighter or, as you said, use your hands or wrists to try to maneuver the ball a little bit. Uh, this grip's supposed to take a lot of that that guess game out and make it a lot more consistent for, you know, tour professionals or you know average weekend players to make you know make more putts and play a little better. The uh, original product you came out with was the Fatso. You released a new product at the PGA Show in Orlando in January called the Flatso. Can you talk yep. a little bit about that? Yeah, the Flatso is a new design. You know, again, a lot of players they're they're stuck on traditional and they like the feel of a pistol grip, which has that little bit of a almost a memory rib down the back of the hand. A lot of it's for repeatability and grip placement. So we designed a putter grip that we thought was a little bit different that kind of brought people back more towards that traditional feel. And what it is, it has a little bit wider flat front, but again, it's pentagonal in shape, so you have a lot more edges and flat sides to be able to put your hand on more repeatable. And again, anything to make putting more, more you know, easier and more fun and consistent is what we're looking for in the game. And if you have your favorite putter, which a lot of us do, uh, what a great what a way, great way to get a little more out of your game. And uh, as we keep saying, it's something that actually helps from a, a playing technique. So how uh, how do I find out what grip is right for me? Uh, I think uh, can you go to the website and 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 find out, and then where can our listeners go actually get a Superstroke putting grip? Yeah, on our website, I developed a, just a quick question and answer fitting guide that will put you in the right direction. Because as you said, we have, I think, about seven standard models out available today, ranging in different sizes and weights and now with the, the extra shape from the flat. So uh, it's a little fitting guide on superstrokeusa.com. You can click on it and just answer I think it's five questions. And at the end, it will give you an option to kind of put you in the right starting point based on your stroke and your tendencies. Uh, from there, I mean, you can find our grips anywhere on the world. You know, we have a, a lot of great partnerships at any retailer. I know Edwin Watts is a very big one down by you guys, Golfsmith, you know, Dick's Golf Galaxy. You can find it pretty much at any pro shop you can find and, you know, go and try it out and uh, let us know some feedback on them. Another guy that's um, one of your uh, in, in Dorsey's is uh, Jason Duffner, who, of course, had tremendous success last year winning his first major, the PGA Championship. So you uh, garnered two br- pretty high-profile guys in a short period of time, but I know so many of the guys on tour, and we're talking European tour, the LPGA tour, play with this grip, and they play it because it works, not because they're paid. You know, it's kind of been the, the biggest boom that we've been able to see, and it's kind of hard for me being in the middle of it. But I think, you know, between every weekend, between, as you said, LPGA, European, the Champions Tour, the PGA, we'll have over 100 guys a week these days. So, I mean, we, we endorse two guys, and, and they, you know, one is an ambassador for each different model that we have, for one for the regular Super Stroke and Jason and one for the Flat Line and Jordan. And, you know, it's been fantastic for us. I mean, we try not to pay people because we want them to, you know, like the product and, and actually find success in the technology as opposed to, you know, going out there and just getting a whole bunch of people to, to use the products. I mean, 
can't, you can't ask for more on our side of the business, that's for sure. Well, it's been a phenomenal story, John. Uh, you know, this company starting in 2009 and growing to almost $15 million last year, given the, the economy the last five years. It's an amazing success story, and we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. John Luna, uh, check him out, Superstroke USA. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right. Go check it out and uh, improve your putting. Rich B will tell you that's uh, that's where you win the big bucks. Right, Rich B? If you can't putt, you might as well stay home. Forget All it. All right. That wraps it up. Another week at the Golf Insiders. We love you. We appreciate you. Keep listening. We'll be back next week.